between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.
the angel of the Lord is here in your midst. I have been sent. I have been sent for to come open the door of covenants. For to come open the door for to make covenants. For to begin to walk in the realm of covenants. For begin to abide in the place of covenant. For this is the realm where covenant should not be broken. I am bringing you in there. The door is open for to begin to make covenants. Covenants. Covenant. It is the realm of covenant for to spill your blood. Says the Spirit of the Lord. It's the right time. You are not in the wrong timing. It's the right timing. It's the right timing of the harvest of the sons of Elion. It is the right timing of the 
harvest of the sons of Elion. It is the right time of the harvest of the sons of Elion. You are not in the wrong timing. You are not in the wrong timing. Do not doubt it. Do not doubt it, for I've come to take my sons. 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 I have come to take my sons. It is the right timing. It is the right timing. It is your time. 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 Time, 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 time no longer. Time no longer. Time no longer. Elion's sons are raising. Avest is ripe. Avest is ripe. Avest is ripe. Avest is ripe. For I will come myself to reap my sons. I will come to reap the harvest of my righteousness. I will come to reap my sons. I will come to raise my sons. I am coming for to take my sons. I am coming for to take my sons. For just as how my face shines on the righteous, so my face shines on the wicked. For I am coming to take my sons. I am coming to take my sons. It's time for judgment. It's rem for judgment. It's the time of judgment. For my face will yet shine on many, on many, on many, on many, on many. Be on the side of righteousness. Choose the path of righteousness. Stay on the path of righteousness. For my wrath will begin to be unveiled against the unrighteousness of men. It is that time that my face is shining. It is that time. It is that time. It is that time. It is the right timing. It is the right timing. It is the right time. It is the right time. It is the right time. And I say it is the right time. It is the right time. For it is time for harvest. It is time of harvest of sons. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you. Kain ka ko kai el moshe. Frestia la mota. Frestia la matali olfer. Cresti taparadoste Christus. Elements, Almas, for an own Thailand, Radano Sai Alprista, Koradama Huvia, Eranoski, Tarios, Christi. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
Christus the Christus, O Christus the Christus, Alice the Christus the Christus, Oranos the Cara Christus the Christus, Cromenadama Shire, Maris, Faranosha, and Messiah over those Iridelos, Paras the Pandri, Elta Berde, Aranos the Priera Losco, Goria da Masuria da Moscoria. Mirielas Shamai Amasha Ofer Oklamashes Yeshua Arnos de Prestish Imanot Karinos Christias de Christe Christia do Christo Christia do Christo Elios de Christo Prestia do Christo Alamis de Christo Prestia de Christo Prestia Elas I am to to show you, for to show you. Come, come, I'm 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 come. I am come to show you, to show you our love, 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 to show you how we love. And what we love. And how we love. To show you. To show you. To show you. To show you our love. How we love. And who we love. And what we love. And all about our love. Our love. Our way. Our way. Even our love way. To show you how we love. And and what we love and by whom we love and who we love. Even to show you 
my love. For I love. For I love. I am a lover. I am a lover. Come, we come, we come. We're bringing our love. Our love. Our love. To teach our love. To teach you. To show you. To lead you. In the way of our love. And to make you also love. To teach you to love. As we do. As we do love. For we love him. For yes we do love him. We do love him. We do love him. We 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 love him. Come. Come. Come and love him. Come. Come. Come and love. Come and love. Come and love. Come here. Come here. Come. Come even. Come even. Come even. Into the world of our mystery. Come even. Come even. Come even. Into the realm of our mystery. Come even. 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 This mysterious realm of our love. Come even. Come. Even you come. For yeah, I come. For yeah, I come. I come to carry. To bring many. To bring many lovers also. To bring many lovers also. To bring many lovers also. For many also will love. Will also love. Will also love. Will also love him. Will also love him. Will also. So love him. Come. Welcome into the world, into the realm of love, into this merciful realm of love. Welcome into this merciful place, this beautiful world of our love, this beautiful realm of our love. Welcome, 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 even to the company, this blessed company of lovers who love the eternal life, who love the eternal way, who love the eternal path. And who do love the eternal God. For we are lovers of him. We are lovers of him. We are lovers of him. We do love him. We do love him. We do love him. Come. 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 And welcome. And welcome. And welcome. And welcome. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I will demand all. I will demand all. Everything. I will demand everything. Everything. I will demand everything. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Afranata, Tomeredes de Priestu, Olbrana, Criminicae Griskelhons, Tomecalacanor Teprat, Alsmeteclistus, Sotepraharo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For an extra part of us, not a protoskia. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. All the oil and talk for the Lord, a friend of Lord, a friend of the Hallow, a friend of Hallow. Thank you, Jesus. 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 you Lord Jesus. Jesus we honor you this morning. We honor you here in our midst. We honor your ministry, your personal ministry, that which you grew into you were able to take it up 
Yes, thank you. Yes, you're making yourself known. You don't want to be hidden. You don't want us to be ignorant of your presence, of your ministry this morning. Oh, Jesus, thank you. We worship you. Thank you for the blessing of the attitude, the heart attitude, the attitude, the attitude of your presence, the reverence, Lord, for you this morning. Help our hearts today. Help every heart. Don't leave any heart unhelped today, this morning. Thank you. Thank you for the the blessing of grace and the mercy that flows every time, every time you are present, the mercy that prevails over the atmosphere, over spirits, over contrary thoughts, over every other thing that is contrary to the order of your life. Eternal high priest, everlasting we worship you this morning. Thank you. For an oster to bread your stay, bread tea help to Tabrenes Talai hide. Temenakara das calls. Thank you for the grace and the spirit of continuity to continue. Thank you for the new and living way. Thank you for the path, the way into everlasting realm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the calling to service. Thank you for this profession. Thank you, Lord, for even the mercy that has called us into it. And thank you for even the grace that is helping us, equipping us, preparing us, teaching us, culturing us, molding us, transforming us, purging us, purifying us, sanctifying us, making us. Ready, 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 ready and prepared for this, this holy calling. Thank you for even this fresh season and dispensation of preparation. Preparation for good things to come. Our Lord Jesus, we are not ignorant of what mercy, what energy of the throne of God is made is available. We just worship you tonight, this morning. We ask that may our heart, Lord, align with the spirit of this season and of this time. We come again before you with a blank slate. Open again to be led again. We are open again to be directed again. For your light to shine on our paths again. We come again, Lord, as children who are willing to be led, willing to be taught by you, Master Jesus. We want to take no other way, no other path. We want to find no other path apart from that which you have consecrated for us. Thank you. Thank you for the presence and the weight of the Spirit, the ministry of the Spirit. We ask for the, the ability for the resting of the the weight and the ministry of the Spirit. Thank you also for the ministry of the book of the scriptures of the word. Thank you because of that, that authority 
which opens it, which makes it to speak, which awakens the oracle and makes it plain and makes it to bring forth things out of that which is searched out of the bellies of God, out of his depths. Thank you for dear. We anticipate a great season of much speaking and you saying many things and a season of many doors and many access and entrances for every heart and every soul. Thank you for that generous spirit of yours that finds everyone, that makes no one fall through the, tra- the cracks but reaches every soul. Thank you for the overflowing mercy of your throne that will help us, that will raise us. Thank you, Jesus. This morning we commit the remaining time we have unto you, our Lord. We're asking, Lord, that let it be evident this morning that you're here, that you're here to bless us, you're here to minister to us. We ask that every heart will sit at your feet and and will enjoy the, the ministry out of your presence. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name this morning and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But I ask you to use my tongue today and let it speak, not my own words, but let it speak your own things and what things you want to communicate to us this morning. Thank you, our Father. We bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please, can we just thank my wife and appreciate her for Amen. Praise God. I want to welcome everybody back from Edmonton, those who traveled. You're welcome. Our Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Amen. Um, there's so much, I, I sense so much that the Lord wants to move us further into. Um, it's very clear we are moving into a new, uh, every time we have conventions, a new season, a new door opens up, a new, um, it's not just about maybe the topic of the message, but it's also a season of impartation. It's a season of increase. Amen. And the Lord has done so much to get us to this point. And there are some people who, the Lord have to fight wars for us. Some of us who were struggling with things, the Lord had to, a lot of intervention happened in this season. I, I was just watching things and I, wow. The Lord did a lot of things. He went beyond capacities to do a lot of things in this season. And, and so we, we are very grateful. Um, I, in my heart, I just, um, this morning, I threw the prayers. Sorry, we had to take time to uh, accept all the um, ministration in tongues and the interpretation and everything because uh, we have to be, you know, we have to be careful. Um, this, this is a time of direction to get direction of heaven and so we have to be, not be hasty about this kind of season, praise God, so we can be sure of what the Lord wants to lead us into. Um, so we thank God for the, the tongues, the interpretation and and uh, the, the prophecies that came. Um, one thing that was strong in my heart is um, that this is a time, um, I think if you can put maybe things together that came. Um, at first, we saw the, the emphasis on, on covenants, like coming into covenant, a time of fresh, making of fresh covenants. 
am I correct? And then um, there is, there's also, sorry, mercy, okay, mercy, covenant, what else? That there's no longer time, right? There's mercy, covenant, there's no longer time, and the what? Take what? It's coming to take sons, and this is also a time of harvest. Then it's also a time of service, the, the perfection of service, right, which is a time of teaching. Of, the purpose of teaching is to bring about perfection. So the time of teaching of service, perfection of service, perfection of worship, right? And, uh, and then it's also a time of, um, it's a time of, um, now, learning to love. Praise God. So, see, all these things are actually, they are things that define love in a particular dimension or in a particular realm, right? Um, it's not every, it's not every, I'll say, it's not every, um, I don't know if the word is dimension, but it's not every season of God's love that involves all of these things. Right, you know, when you say love, love are in trade love that, that God has given men capacity for are in various kinds and in various degrees. You see, an unbeliever can love at his own level. Right? At his own level. And even that kind when you find that kind of love in the, the in terms of the, the working of the, the capacity of the soul, God is the one who designed it. But of course we know that it's, it's it is used in a perverted way most of the time. But that faculty is God's own faculty. Praise God. So so love actually graduates. God, love graduates. Love in love actually can grow in quality. Right? It can grow in quality to a point where there is what the Bible now spoke spoke about perfect love. Right, where he said that there is no fear in love. But for in the season of perfect love, that perfect love will do what? Will cast out all fear. Amen. Now, fear, fear is actually, fear is the defilement of love. It's what defies. Fear, fear is a mother, right? Fear is actually a mother that gives birth to many things. And everything that fear gives birth to is a pollutant. Right, it's actually a pollutant, and what it pollutes, it's, it pollutes the integrity or the strength, the strength of love. Amen. So, I think if we can summarize the season that we are in, let's just use, um, we'll go into the scripture, but let's just use terms that we are familiar with. We are, the Lord is, is trying to raise us to a higher standard of love. A, a higher plane, a higher place of love. Praise the Lord. Um, love that has certain ingredients to it. Right? It's the ingredients of that love that makes that elevates it beyond every other realm of loving. So it means in this realm, you it's a realm of loving, learning to love God, not just God, learning to love your brethren. Praise God. Uh-huh. Learning to give expression of love uh, the way that God will have man to 
to uh, praise God to um, that is that is the, the I think I've taught before that the yardsticks of God are faith and love, right? It's faith and love, faith and love. That's how God measures measures men, right? So if if love and faith are measurements, it means you can have small, you can have, you can be tall, you can be little. Praise God, and you, you saw that 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 concept of dimension of love in book of um, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter three. Praise the Lord that I speak about the breadth, the height, and all of that. To know the love of Christ, which praise the Lord. Then, Amen. Praise God. Um, so, um, this is a, a great time of equipping. God wants to equip us greatly and seriously. Um, and I, I believe one part of the reason why is that I feel somehow we've passed a test. We have passed, by God's grace, I believe we have passed a kind of test. Um, is a, the, the test for the opening of this kind of conversation. In the book of First John, let's see, sorry. First John chapter three. First John chapter three verse verse one. It says that it says, "Behold, what manner, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, right? That that we should be called the sons of God." Praise God! You see that that so we're speaking about a manner of love, right? A manner of love that has been that has been bestowed. They use the word bestowed because it's. It's actually a mercy product, right? It's something, when you say something is bestowed, bestowed, it's more than, to me, I feel like it's more than just giving, right? It, it gives me a sense that it's something that is, maybe you might not know anything about it, right? And that is actually the sense of this love. So the word bestowed here um, is talking about the, it's actually a function of the, is a function of the of the will of God. Now, the strength that brings this thing is actually a strength from within God. It actually doesn't it doesn't include the participation of the strength of man. Now, of, of course, for everything that is given, there has to be an, a corresponding receiving on the other end, right? For you to be able to receive the love, right? To receive there is a receiving of, of love. But to receive it, but even the receiving is not by strength because no man can receive this kind of love. Praise God. This, this manner of love is a kind of love that no man can receive. Praise God. No man can do what? No man can receive this kind of love. There are some places where you go to, you can't preach this kind of message. You can't, you can't speak about things like this about God and then separate men. They say, no, no, everybody has it. Why, why are you separating people? Are some people special and all of that? Praise God. Praise God. Thank God for help. Amen. For us to, for us to, realize, um, for us to realize that there are two people in this conversation. Amen. 
there are two people in this world, in this conversation. God, when you look at it from God's side, it seems as if God has given everything. There's nothing else involved, everything. But when you come from man's side, you can't even see it at all. It's as if it's not there. As if it doesn't exist. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so the scripture is interesting. Sometimes the scripture speaks from God's side. Then we assume that has everything. You know, when the, the scripture is the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Ghost can look from the eyes of God. And, and that's part of the ministry of the Spirit is to search the, the bellies of God. Amen. When, he, when the Holy Ghost is searching the bellies of God sometimes and he begins to orate from that place, he speaks to a lot of the things that those grace, hyper grace teachers took and began to say, there are things that Holy Ghost said out from the bellies of God. So how does God see it? How does God see it? He doesn't, God sees it as all that he's just doing. That when God, the way God sees it, there's nothing else that, need, that can be done against what he's doing because of the superfluity of the abundance of the provision from his own end. You get what I'm saying? So, so when the Spirit speaks from the within of God, um, sometimes we can just take all of that and run away with it, but you have to realize that there are two people involved in this thing. That on the other side, there is a receiving end. So, and a lot of times, the problem is not on that God side. The problem is on this other side that we have. So that's why this, these things about this, these things that are within God, that are in the depths of God, which God wants to give. They are actually gifts. They are gifts for people who are in the school of the love of God. They are gifts for people who are what? In the school of what? They are people who are in the school because love is a love is actually a, a, is a, is a substance of see, faith and love. Those two things. They are actually substance of journey. They are substance of journey. Amen. When you, when you speak about the body, you think about road, car, um, praise God, train, all these means of transportation. When you speak about the soul, you speak about things like faith, love. They are the, the things that take you from here to there. What takes the body from here to there it's not, cannot take the soul from here to there. There are product provisions in the spirit that when you bring, introduce those things to a soul, you find out the soul is no longer where it was before that thing came. That you, by adding that thing, you can make the soul to move. Are you seeing that? Praise God. Now, do you know that faith changes? Love changes. Those are change. They're actually the instrument of transformation for the soul. Now, what did God make? that you can add to a soul to increase it, to move it further, to bring it to a further place. So if, you, if a soul is exercising faith, he can journey, right? Then if you can exercise the soul in love, the soul can also do what? Also. So, so there are two journeys that soul takes. Soul takes faith journey and love journeys. Those are the journeys of the soul. Faith journey. When you say, ah, I am... I'm striving to, to know God, to get closer to God. What you're saying is that I am, I'm being exercised in journeys of faith and then journeys of love. Now, now, if a soul doesn't say, I won't take faith journey, I won't take love journey, I want to do other things to get to God, you will never get to God. Praise the Lord. 
are you seeing what I'm, what I'm trying to say? So we see this, this journey of, you see the scripture say from faith to faith, this journey of faith. There is faith to faith, then there is also love to love. There is faith to faith, there is also what? Love to love. There is faith to faith, there is love to love. Praise God. Uh, we're going to go to the scripture. I just want to try and express some things. And sad they will, they will just, they will be there. Amen. Amen. Now, l- love is more spiritual than faith. Right? Love is more spiritual than faith. No, love is more invisible than faith. Now, if you, if you take a believer that just comes into Christ and you want to make them journey in love, you cannot. It's hard to make a believer journey in love because a believer who just comes into the realm of Christ has no estate of love. In the beginning realms of Christ or the beginning realm of the kingdom, you don't find estate of love. But I mean estate, I mean inheritances of love. You, you know, or the soul can love. Even when he was an unbeliever, he was trying in some way. When he got born again, he got introduced to love for all the saints, which is the law of which Ephesians chapter 1 speaks concerning. Am I correct? Which is the kind of love which you can find in a Christian before they begin to encounter the spirit of wisdom and revelation, counsel and might and all of those things. Even that is before they begin to gain entrance, entrance into the kingdom before they come into the realm of Christ, before they begin to interact with the meat of the world, they already have some facility which they use to operate some kind of love. But the love which they are operating is not their own. It's not their own. They don't have it. They can operate it by the Spirit, but they don't have it. How many of you can perceive a little bit of what I'm trying to say? How you know that they don't have it is that they can do it today and not do it tomorrow. They can do it today and forget tomorrow. When they can't, when they, when they can't connect the spirit that's bringing it, they can't do it. <laughs> Means it's not, it's not resident. It's not their own. It's not the property of their soul. It's not an inheritance. It's not an estate that they have. It's something that they can access by the spirit. And, and, and that love for all the saints, faith towards God, those are things which the initial bad feeling of the spirit, when you get born again, they avail you to. They make you able to, to do such things. You can make a Christian from Lagos love another Christian from Iraq. If he's able to key into the spirit that is inside of him. But he can decide not to key into the spirit that is inside of him. And then just look at, um, sorry, um, retreat into his tribal, carnal instinct and not be able to discern that person who is also a member of the body. Are you getting what I'm saying? So such an operation is not, that's the difference between Christ. That's what Christ is. Who is Christ? Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Christ is the bringer of inheritance. Christ is the one who God brought to introduce man to the concept of inheriting. 
to inherit, you know, to own ownership. I mean, ownership of things, things of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when I say ownership, I don't. I, I mean how to own it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Before Christ came, men didn't know how to own, how to, the skill of, of how to of ownership, wasn't available to men. I mean, it wasn't available to men without the, the, the without the skill that Christ brings. If you remove the skill of Christ, let's say, for example, when you go into the law, when all the men who were under the law, their problem is that they didn't know how to, how to acquire inward substances. They knew how to lose, but they didn't know how to get. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so what Christ does is that Christ is, when you begin to learn Christ, that's why the, the, the server of Christ is different from the server of the milk of the world. They are not the same kind of server. Christ makes you, Christ can take, when you see someone who is learning the milk of the world, you see them, what they master, the mastery in the realm of the milk of the world is the mastery of the Holy Ghost. It's the mastery, some skill of the spirit. In other words, when you see a person who is in the milk of the world, level of the milk of the water, you say, ah, this guy is becoming more spiritual. Now, he's not exposed to the meat of the world, but you can discern some spirituality in him. Say, ah, this guy, wow, he's changing. Wow, since you got born again to now, you're actually very changing just by milk of the world. You know, we've seen that. Some of us have born fruit in the milk of the world before the meat of the world came. But you see, that thing you are seeing in him is not an inheritance. If you meet him on an off day, you discover that, it's not, that he doesn't own it. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the thing is that when you are not dealing with wicked spirits, they know when to come. They know your off day. They know your on day. That's why God cannot approve a milk stature. Even though a milk statue can look lovely to men, sometimes when, when they handle the Bible, they can do things. When, they, when you see milk statue arranging church today, they can package the church, they know what to do, everything. Amen. And it looks nice. Wow, this is, this is Christ. This is what, this is, oh, this is the picture. This is what church is all about. It's just milk wisdom, milk statue. But, but you see those wicked spirits, those grab spirits, in those wicked ones, they know what to do to offend that thing that has been created because it's not built based on stature. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see, when that believer who looks he looks holy and everything, so his strength is that what is just that he has mastered how to, he has mastered how, mastered how to, to how to execute um, execute laws, principles of life that are higher than the carnal nature. But he has learned how to execute it and access it through the spirit. It's just learned, it's not, so his skill is the usage of the spirit. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? When the spirit is deficient, you see some of those things, they don't... Some of those guys who were denying people food in our book of Acts before the season of Christ, I'm, I'm sure it's possible that it's not every day they do that. It's possible that when they are feeling good, they, they give. <laughs> Praise God. When they are feeling good, when they are full of the spirit, they remember, ah, you're my brother. We, are, we share. Ah, what do you, how much do you want? You want more food? No problem. We are in this together. We are born, we are cut out of the same cloth in the spirit. But come on, another day, what happens? It can be different. So they say, go and look for seven men who are actually full of the spirit. So those ones, they are men who is hard to catch them on an off day. That's one of the key of fullness. Say fullness. Fullness of the spirit. So men, that's a sign of men who are full of the spirit. That's a sign of men who are full of the spirit. Is that it's hard to catch them on an off day. It's very hard to catch them because they are full of the spirit. So, so men who are full of the spirit, they actually, the, the, spirit is, the spirit is a provision of access. They call him the earnest, the down payment. It's a down payment for inheritance, according to Ephesians chapter 1. Who is the earnest? Can we read that? Ephesians chapter 1. Praise God. I perceive today is not really, really a message per se. It's just, um, just trying to bring, to define maybe the season that the Lord is bringing us into. Amen. Hope, hope that's fine. Praise God. I have to make sure I'm not offending some people. Amen. You know, some people are addicted to meat, so. <laughs> They've been addicted to meat, and then they say, okay, we've gone to con- convention, you are living way. So, they are waiting for strong meat now. And then, yeah, I'm here doing introduction. What's the meaning of this? Come on. Come on, let's get on with this thing, man. They know themselves, they're laughing. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 1, in, in, verse, in verse 13, it says, in whom, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Right? It's, a, it's, a, it's the spirit of promise. So you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, the word seal actually means guarantee. Seal. They seal it. Let's guarantee it. Right? So it's a guarantee of promise. To guarantee you. Amen. So this spirit of promise, he said, is the earnest, which is the pledge of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the world, the praise of his glory. So, so the Holy Ghost is the, is the pledge. So, so when, when a soul is full of the Spirit, you are full of, the, of pledge. Right? You are you're actually full of a seal. So the Holy Ghost 
binds you into the, the path. He, he, so Holy Ghost binds, he makes sure that, you know, you, don't, you won't wake up one day outside the path. Praise the Lord. You know, those are interesting, eh? If you want to take the journey towards the tabernacle and take, think of it figuratively or whatever, praise God. Imagine someone is joining, you are about to get to the gate of the, of the tabernacle. Praise God. So, so, it so can be like that. So you come there one night and tomorrow you wake up in your backyard. You know, so that's the way the soul is. The soul can do that. The soul can do that. You can just wake up in your backyard. Why? Because you just don't feel like, you just, this whole thing about Tabana, all these things, just looks weird to you. What's, even, what's the meaning of all these things? Are you getting what I'm saying? So what keeps you, what keeps, keeps a soul in the path of ascent, of journey into service? It's a pledge. It's a seal. It's called it's a ghost. It's the, the amount of, of ghost that has been deposited within the soul makes that soul bound to the path of inheritance. And you see where they start that feeling from is from the milk of the world. Before they even admit the soul into the realm of inheritance, they have to fill you and 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 fill you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so and when you're feeling such a person, the person will begin to grow and seem as if, oh, he has stature, but he doesn't have stature. What he has is he has gained skill for access. And what can he access? He can access the, the properties of God that can flow down to his own dimension. Like Paul made reference to in this Ephesians chapter 1. He spoke about the faith in the Lord Jesus. In verse what? Verse. It's after I've heard of your, your faith in the Lord Jesus and your what? Your love unto all saints. Amen. So, so you see those two things. This is faith and his love. But the, he doesn't have it as an inheritance. So Christ now is the Christ is the man that can take things from God, God's things, and put them inside you and make it your own. How many of you believe what I'm saying? Yes, he can take nature. You see that thing that you, you perceive that can come by the Spirit, that you are inspired. Those things you are normally just inspired to do. You say, okay, that nature you are inspired to act out from time to time. We want to now begin to now bring you into a higher, a higher substance of those, that nature that will be yours. Do you see what I'm saying? So at the beginning of the kingdom, that's why I said at the beginning of the kingdom, you don't, it's hard to make a soul journey in love at the beginning of the kingdom. Is actually faith first. It's faith first. You first start by journeying in faith. Because faith, love is more slippery, is more spiritual. Love is harder to see, is harder to define. Love is harder to capture. Love is actually harder to quantify. You actually get to a point where you can't really quantify it anymore than faith. It's highly spiritual. 
than faith. Do you agree with me? Praise the Lord. So, so the journey, so it's so we begin with the journey of faith, like it's all faith, 1 Corinthians 13. Faith, then hope, then what? Finally, what? Charity. So charity is the first inheritance of love. So when you see who is the, who is the soul that has arrived at charity, is the soul, is the soul that has come into the, the realm of the first understanding of love. Does that make sense? Is, is the coming to the realm of what? The first. Now, how many of you know that love to all the saints is not a product of understanding? Do you believe that? Love to all the saints is not what? F.A.D. Do you understand what I'm saying? What's happening there? Praise God. Amen. So love to all the saints is what? It's not, no, it's not a product of understanding. It's just, a, it's just a commandment that you perceive through the Spirit. And the Spirit teaches you somehow to obey. He helps you. He inspires you to obey it. Right. But the first understanding, the first revelation of love, right, once you now begin to move into charity, that's the first, the first time that then... The Holy Spirit that inspires you to show love will now begin to now, he wants to now teach you the essence of love. Right? That's the school of charity. The school of charity is where is where they now begin to demystify love to a soul. And the thing with inheritance is that when it comes to your soul, you can only inherit by understanding. Right, you cannot inherit without what? To know the love of Christ. That's chapter three. Right? Let's read that. Amen. So it's very clear that the chapter three prayer of Ephesians is higher than chapter one prayer. Amen. Chapter 3 from verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Are you seeing that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith first, then you've been rooted and grounded in love. So what is the meaning of Christ dwelling in your heart by faith? He's talking about the first layer of Christ. So Christ dwelling in the heart by faith is not really, really, really Christ yet. It's not really, when I say Christ, I mean it's not, it's not really the functional Nature of Christ is not really what the functional nature of Christ. It's not the functional nature. The, the functional nature of Christ is a love nature. So Christ is a love man, actually. So 
what did I say? Christ is what? Christ is a love man. Christ is a love man. God cannot send any man who is not love. Right? God actually cannot produce a thing that is not love. If God gives, shoots out something, it's love. Now that thing that's called love can melt itself and then distribute itself for the purpose of receiving. But when it solidifies, you find it's actually a love that is actually work. So the constitution of God, when God constitutes a thing, that thing stands as a, a stature of love. Amen. Amen. Now, when you're learning Christ, you learn many things. You learn how to be, you learn how to be patient. You learn how to endure in tribulation. You learn how to, you know, be hopeful. Don't be pessimistic about things. Praise the Lord. You learn how to bear weight and how to be strong and how to be rugged and all of that. Those are the things that you learn when you're learning Christ. Am I correct? You learn the appetite, the value for, for doctrine. Praise God. You learn how to exercise faith of different kinds. You learn all kinds of things. But as you continue to learn and learn and learn, then when you are getting to the fullness of that learning, it now begins to occur to you and you now begin to see that what I've actually been learning since is love. Now, you can't see it at first. At first, I mean, when they are, when they are taking you through the, all the things that... <laughs> The wilderness and the, the training and the panel beating of the cause of Christ is how to reduce those things to love. Is how to reduce them to love. But so love, when you say love, say love. Love, love as a stature is not one thing. Love is actually a summation of things. So you see, you know how in the world the Love is almost reduced to just one feeling. Yes. I felt love for you. I felt love for you. No, that's not the way it is in Christ. For something called love to emerge is a constitution. Love is actually a constitution of many, many things. In the book of First Peter, you say add to your faith. Then you have to add, then add, then add, then add, then add. Then add. After you've added, you now see, ah, this is a is actually charity. Is a, so, so charity is, a, is something that has many, many constituents that must be added together. That's the same thing First Corinthians chapter 13 was speaking about. He said, he said, charity suffers love. Charity is kind. Charity is this. Keep no account of wrong. This don't like what I'm saying. It's, it's mentioning constituents of things. Are you, but when you are, they are first teaching you, keep no account of wrong. They are telling you, keep no account of of wrong. Keep no account of wrong. At that time, I don't smell like charity. You know how you you hear charity, oh my God, charity world, praise God. But they, okay, when they say, learn how to suffer long. How many of you, when they're teaching you that program, you thought, wow, this is just love, oh my God. (laughs) Woo! I love this. No, no, no. 
Nobody is that way. But a being who cannot suffer long, when, if that ability to suffer long is missing from your training, the stature of love, the Christ love stature, you will, have a def- you will be bending. When you try and put weight on him, you discover he's bending. Like trying to put a heavy block on a rubber something. So, so are you getting what I'm saying? So you see, when you look at that statue of Christ, the spine of that statue, what makes it solid? There are some other little, little things that were added over time. But all the constituents, when it begins to emerge, is what? Is a statue, a beautiful, awesome, wonderful what? statue of love. Praise God. Are we being blessed today? Yes. So, so you journey in faith. Listen to this. You journey in faith so that you can begin to journey in love. You journey in faith so that you can begin to journey in love. I'm talking about in the realm and the world of inheritance. In the realm and in the world of inheritance. You journey in faith so that you can begin to journey what? In love. So, the journeying in love, a soul that is journeying in love is a different kind of soul entirely. It's not the same. It's like, it's like the difference between somebody who is trekking and someone who is flying. They are not the same. Have you seen beings of flight before? Sorry, animals of flight. Those animals that walk. They are not the same kind of animals. They are moving but they are moving with different laws. Yeah. Right? They are moving with what? They are, they are moving with what? With different what? The one is trying to balance himself on the ground. The other one is handling air. Calculating. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. One of them is, is, okay, where should I put my leg right now? Put my leg here. Put my leg there. there so that I won't stumble. How do I balance my feet to walk on the ground? And to him, it's even a hard thing. Right? <laughs> this all this walking. Ah, ah, getting tired. Some of us. Some of us are tired of walking. We don't even know there's something else called flying in the spirit. <laughs> when they're they are begging you walk now, just walk small. And you know God is patient. Thank God for the Lord. For some of us, just to get you from, you see, just when you enter, you know, you first enter the gate with thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I will say, this is the day that the Lord. Okay, in trying to get you from that gate, praise God. <laughs> How many of you believe that walking inside the kingdom is. All of a sudden, it's as if the leg becomes heavy, eh? <laughs> Do you know why leg becomes heavy? It's because of the it's because of the the riches of the riches of because it's it's a walk of knowledge. Now, walking in the spirit is not the same thing as walking in the kingdom. 
even though walking in the kingdom is a walk by the Spirit. It's also a walk in the Spirit. But, but I'm talking about walking in the Spirit outside the kingdom. It's not the same thing. What's the difference? The difference is that when you're walking in the Spirit outside the kingdom, amen, it's not um, that walk. You don't know too much about it. Right? You don't know too much about walking that walk right. It's just... Let's just key into the spirit. Key into the spirit. And the spirit can move you without knowing what is being done. But when it's time to walk in the kingdom, it's a different kind of world. They now begin to say, okay, are you seeing, it's time to walk now, but in order for you to, okay, I want to get to move your step. Okay, but this step, you can't just move step anyhow. For this step to be moved, there is knowledge involved. There are things that you must know that makes your leg move. Are you getting that? If you are, and if you don't, you're not knowing them pr- properly, or something is missing in the learning, the movement will not be taking place. You can wish to move, but you might not move. That's one thing in the kingdom. That your good intention to journey doesn't equate to actual journey. That what will make you journey in the kingdom is that the knowledge of walking must be there. That knowledge is talking about so feet and the wheel. That is also, if you go to Colossians, right, this same kind of prayer, right, in Colossians it was praying concerning the will of God. And that you may, may, may walk worthy of the Lord. Unto all pleasing. To walk worthy of the Lord. So those who walk in the kingdom, they are worthy walkers. So for every step that's taken, that step must have been found worthy to land. If it's not found worthy, because every, every, every ground you take is an exam. The, 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 the ground of the kingdom doesn't accept any feet. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't, they won't let you land on the ground because every feet, every ground you take in the kingdom is actually the fulfillment of a cause, of a learning in the spirit. So it is pleasure. Walking is pleasure. And you might walk worthy of the Lord. Who is the Lord? The teacher. Walk worthy of the teacher. Right? The Lord is a teacher. You agree with me? So what does it mean to be worthy of the teacher? Are you worthy of his teaching? In other words, what makes you worthy of him is that you have assimilated what he has taught. When you've assimilated what he has taught, then you are walking worthy. You are walking worthy of the Lord. Unto all what pleasing and then being fruitful in every good work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are we following today? I'm, I'm just trying to pen something to teach something. Um, you know, this is like school. You've already been through all this school. Right? You've learned all these things. Praise God. So, but I just want to brush it up so I can connect something else. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the, 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 if you, you tell, a, tell a mathematician and a physicist, okay, come and solve the equations. Teach us the laws. Solve the equations or the theory that pertain to the law that involves walking. When you bring, you know, they can, they can do it. Amen. They calculate the weight of the individual. They calculate where the feet should be planted. Then they calculate the angle, 
of already. How much weight are you planting? You can do the it's a mathematics and I show them, they will show you the formulas that the laws, maybe this little law of motion, whatever laws they, they will show you what laws, then you can read what formula. Now they will not say okay, bring another the physicist and the mathematician. Come and do the calculation of how a bird is flying. The, 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 the equation they will be solving is not the same equation that they were solving when they were calculating the feet. It means that there are different laws at work. The law of flight is different from the law of, of walking on the ground. And I can bet you that one is more complex. It's possible that you cannot even completely solve everything. Maybe if you want to use a computer, there's maybe there's no processing power that can really handle all the mathematics that need to be done. Are you get what I'm saying? So, so fate, fate is almost like you walk. Praise God. Now, journeying by faith is less complex. It's the introduction to complexity. It's to faith exposes the soul or introduces the soul to complex living. That's what faith is for. Expose the soul to what? To complex living. Now, the world is an operation against faith and love. Am I correct? Now, what's the purpose of the world? The world is to make the soul shut down the complexity of the inward life and expose the soul to complexity of the outward life. So to, that's how do you do make a soul so busy in dealing with the complexity, complexity of the outward life that is blind to the complexity of the inward life? So when the world is really at work, how you know a world, the world is, you know, worldliness is at work, is that the, the person has no consciousness of the journeying of the soul, but a lot of consciousness of the outward world journeying. But even though the soul is journeying, but is journeying in blindness. Are you getting what I'm trying to say to you? So the physical world is designed in that way. Okay, teach this body. The physical world wants to teach this body how to move. When I say body now, body is not just your physical flesh. You, can, you know men add things to their body. You add your car, it's part of your body. You add your house. Why, why are they added to your body? Because they are, they are all, how many of you travel, drive your, your soul? You stay in your house and then your soul, your soul will take your car key and drive out. No. Is there all for your body, your house, everything? Everything is for that outward man. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even the education of school is not for the soul. Even though it, the mind is being educated, you get what I mean? But when, when, they, you are, when they put your picture on the graduation poster, are they picturing, is it the picture of your soul they put there? And then if, let's say, where they put your name, they now put somebody in mass picture there, will you say, okay, no, it doesn't matter. Just... <laughs> Someone, or the moment you go there, you see some odd person from the 
Southeast China. Somewhere there. And he said, this, no, no, you said, no, 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 this is my picture. You have to put my name. So I get what I'm saying. So it's about, are, are you getting me? Yeah. So it's really about this outward you. That's what the world is for. And so you see, men are willing to engage in complex living for the outward. Are you getting it? So, and the deeper you go into the complexity of the outward life, the more you shut down the world. The awareness of the complexity that is required in the, of, of the complex journey of the inward man. So when they want to make a man, to expose a man to complexity of the, of the journey of the, of the spiritual life, they have to reduce the, his complexity in the outward. Bring him in. Bring him from everywhere. Praise God. All the things that he has gathered tied to himself. They begin to hack them down. They cut this one down. Cut, reduce that one. Shit. No, don't take that's too much. Reduce it. Bring it down. Don't spend too much time here. Don't. Why? So that you can be gathered enough, gather enough energy for to begin to learn complexity in another dimension. Praise God. Now, let me tell you guys something. Do you know that complexity is actually, complexity is a necessary, you must have some level of complexity to live. Because the less, the, when you reduce the complexity, you, re, you diminish the sense of meaning. So how can we reduce the complexity of a man, for example? Let's say, okay, um, you no longer can go anywhere. Let's lock you down into a room. A room is just this size. And you lock you there. And they remove everything from you. If you leave that person there for a long time, that person can lose the will to live. The only thing that will stop them from losing the will to live is if they can find something, find a way to satisfy that need for meaning within their inward man. But if they are still very much outward and you take away everything on the outward, they can lose their will to live. Why? Because they lose meaning. Are you good to me? So the, the, if you want to increase this meaning, you increase the complexity. Give somebody. Now, the way you are right now, if I give you, hey, I want to have a very serious problem for you to solve. In fact, nobody has the will to solve this problem. We've been looking for everybody to solve it. I'll give you a pen and a pencil. Say, this is the problem. And I write, one plus one is equal to comma. Take it. You look at me, what's wrong with you? Maybe just out of, just to fulfill the joke, you answer it too. I say, okay, wow, you got it. That's nice. Okay, let's do it again. And I give it to you, one plus one. Now, how many times can you solve one plus one before you lose the will to live? <laughs> Why? Because after a while you lose, there's no meaning there anymore. If I want to add more meaning, let's add complexity. That's why, amen, that's why those who play um, the games, I don't know if Candy Crush, I don't know what that is. It's complex. But you see those games, eh? they have levels. You must. You must. I mean, if you want, you don't want everybody to delete the app and throw it away, you must add more complexity. Because the more complex it is, the more meaning 
That's the nature of the soul. So you see, so people who say, ah, scripture is simple. Why, why, are, you, why are you trying to complex? No, no. It's just a very simple thing. Why? Because they are gaining that need for meaning and complexity somewhere else. You see, such a person, you never see them in their place of work saying, why do we, why are we trying to make all this money? No, let's just. Um, <laughs> why do we need phones and all these things? No. I remember the, oh, the beautiful stone ages. How those times were very simple. No, nobody likes that. We like evolution, like all of, all of those things. The harder the problems you solve, the more meaning you have in your life. That's the nature of the soul. And you can't delete, remove that nature from the soul. The soul is actually designed to solve eternity. That's actually the level of complexity that God actually made his soul for. In other words, the soul was, is, a, is a machine, is a computer that was designed to solve the equation called God. Like God said, I want to make a computer that can, that can solve me. So he designed man. And he said, okay, now I've designed you. Man just needs to find his problem. The reason why Christianity is boring for people is because they've not found the equation that they are, they are meant to solve. Amen. And now, now where, where is the book of that equation? This is what this is the scripture. The scripture. The scripture is supposed to open up the spirit. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Am I making sense to you? So, love is more complex than faith. Right? But faith is the, is the introduction to complexity. Not complexity in the natural. Complexity in the spirit. And I was, hey, hey, there's something invisible here. Come and take it. That's the problem. Am I correct? It's the problem. It's the problem of what? It's faith. That's the question of faith. There's actually something, that's what the scripture tells you. The scripture points you, takes you on, points you on quests, journey to acquire things that the physical man cannot see. To acquire, the scripture is a map of journeys to inheritance. To journey to inherit things that the, that the, what, the physical man cannot see, but that the soul has to be equipped to be able to find and to what inherit. Am I making some sense to you? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So when you when you're journeying by faith, right? You're journeying in when you're, you're coming to Christ. You've come into Christ. The first thing you come into is the realm, the learning of faith, right? Which is how to, the training on how to 
obtain spiritual things. Remember, you were not obtaining spiritual things before the faith of the Son. You were, you were using faith before, but you were obtaining natural things using faith. Faith in the milk of the world and before the milk of the world, even when you are an unbeliever who is using faith, is just like any another tool. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's like, okay, instead of going to school and getting wisdom to get this, this thing, money, for example, we cannot, there's something called faith, actually. That's actually more powerful than all the schooling. That can also get me money. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? But, but that thing is also, so that, but that kind of faith is different. That faith is a faith that's used to solve complexity in the natural. So it cannot give you, it cannot add to your soul. It cannot make you increase in your soul. Right? So the, what, the faith that will make you increase, the faith of the son, is a faith that can what, make you what, increase right, in, on the inside. Praise God. So, so when you see a soul now in Christ, they first teach you. They first teach you how to solve faith equations. That's the first learning of a soul in Christ. Teach you how to solve faith equations. Teach you how to solve faith problems. Right? Then after a while, you now go into a season of transition. Amen. A season of what? A season of transition into hope. Something called hope in the spirit. Right? Then something called what? Charity. Charity is also, is what you call love. Mm -hmm. So you see that realm of charity, which is what I want to try and focus on, is the realm of complex equations in Christ. It's like you have mathematics. Then after a while they say this is now further mathematics. Right. Or are you getting what I'm trying to say? No, they are not the same, eh? They are different. So what's the difference between mathematics and further mathematics? Can you tell me? Huh? <laughs> all, of, all of them I had. Okay. What can, who did further mathematics here? Is anybody you did it? Okay. Okay, what's the difference? Can you tell me what's the difference? Huh? Sorry? Okay. It's more complex. In what way is further math? What is this? What is the sense of the nature of the complexity? Huh? Huh? Say it again. Okay, he said it feels abstract in a way. Who else? Yes? Okay, the process of solving is longer and difficult. Okay. What else? You need? You need more formulas. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. He gave you the steps. There are more deriv- derivations in further math. Yes. Okay. 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 So further math has more derivation. Okay. Praise God. Okay. What the, to me, this is what I feel the main difference between math and further math is. Is that mathematics is mathematics. Uh. <laughs> 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 mathematics is mathematics. Further mathematics is the introduction to the application of mathematics. When you when you are getting to further math, that's when you start having a sense of what math is used for. I didn't get what I'm saying. Let me give you an example. What's that? What's that? Huh? Government. I'm sorry, I don't, I'm sure there's an analogy that sits in that, but that's not my area. I don't know, I don't know that area too much. <laughs> Praise God. Now, I'll give you an example. So, you see mathematics, eh? You can simply calculate volume. Let's say, calculate the volume of a cube. You can visit with mathematics calculate. One of the simplest calculations in mathematics. But when they say they bring a bowl for you, or some not, not even a bowl, a bowl is still easy, right? Let's say they bring this thing here, this guitar, this guitar, and they say, okay, calculate the volume. So let's say we fill it with water. How much? How, how do you? Now, where do you start from? <laughs> Which formula do you use? Let's go that in mathematics. Formulas don't exist because it's not a, the dimension is not straight. You can't do breadth and height, and it doesn't work here because everything is curved. You need something more. It's a higher complexity. Now, because you now discover that most things in the world are like this. <laughs> All right, most things in the world are not nice rectangle. No, no, no. So when you are really practicing, and we're in the realms where mathematics is actually useful, most things are shaped, their shapes are so complex, like this. That's what you need. Praise God. So you need what? Calculus, right? <laughs> and that's for the mathematics. You have to talk about the rate of change and everything. You have to. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, complex application. So, you need to further the instrument, the learning for that. So, it means that when you're moving to further math, you're now moving to 
They want to now join, they want to join mathematics to the real world, in the sense, right? Let's, let, let's teach you how we, can, how we use it. In order to now use it in the real world, we have to make it more complex, otherwise it won't be useful. You have to, make it, you have to bring out complexities. So you see, the answer might not be a number. Normally, you're used to answer being 5, 6, 100, 120. So the answer can be, what, 2x plus. <laughs> so you mean the answer is a complex thing? That someone with, we need someone with that complexity to understand what to do with that answer. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? So faith is the introduction to the principles teaching of the principle, they have to introduce the soul to the principles you need to begin to dissolve a complex world. A complex, it's actually a complex life. It's a complex life that you are, you are trying to, to understand. Then when you're moving into love, the, the teaching of love is the, they are teaching you, I mean love in Christ. Love in Christ. Love in Christ. Love in Christ is introduction to the level of complexity. The level of complexity that can, that you can actually, that actually is, can be relevant in the realm of this life, where that life is being carried out. I don't know if I'm, maybe my explanation is a little more complex than what I'm trying to explain. I'm so sorry. I'm trying my best to you. I want to show you something to expand your, expand your heart to make you conceptualize what, what love is. So one thing you cannot is that you can never, you can never demystify the operations of, the, of Satan without the advanced calculations of love. Because the equations of Satan's, the equation of his life, the equation of his own, you know what I mean, his life, I mean, the thing that he has stored inside men, that is stopping men from doing the will of God, that in order to hack them and un- un- discover them and remove them, you need the co- a, complex, a complexity that is at that level. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so. Faith alone, for example, cannot undo what is, what is residing in a love manner. A love. So, faith alone cannot remove what you love. To remove what you love, you must love something else. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? So when you say Christ, Christ now, when you say charity, charity is the first, when you say a charity statue emerge, is the emergence of the first love statue that can even begin to question things that Satan has done. That can begin to question things. So, it's, so there are things that, there are some things in your life, in your heart, in your nature, that you will never ever question until the light of charity is birthed in your heart. Even if they come and they look this thing, you won't even see it. You won't even see it. You won't see it. 
So it's very clear. Someone who is saying, why are you guys, uh, all these things, is that they don't know. Is that the soul cannot, they can't see the relationship between learning about the tree, the leaves of the tree, the fruit of the tree, the water of the throne. To be able to make, draw a link between learning that and the nature of Satan in you is not that easy. Someone who has not been schooled, who hasn't come into the complexity of learning of love, cannot make such a, a line. It's not possible. Is that, so you see, in that tree, leaf, the, the, the streams. Now, in the learning of those things, there is a love that you meet. There's something there. It's, a, it's an introduction of a, of a love. It's trying to instill a, a love, a love stature. Now, well, there are certain kind of things that you must be in love with to be able to see and hate the nature of Satan. Is this still too complex? Eh? What? <laughs> so you see all this, all this Holy Ghost arrangement of Scripture. I don't know what they're trying to do. First, firstly, when you begin with the meat of the world, say meat. Meat. Meat means walk. Praise God. Meat means what? Walk. Milk means enjoy. Meat means walk. When you're getting milk, you're getting some nourishment, but you're not, you're not working for You're enjoying why it's, it's, it's just flowing. Imagine my daughter just drinking milk, very, very, very sweet something. Amen. But I've given, sometimes I've given my daughter fish, just fish, not even meat. And you see how she chew, chew the fish and chew it. And, mm, yum, yum, yum. She would chew it. She said, wow, she's eating fish. But no, wait. After two, three minutes, she will bring out the whole thing. <laughs> Right, and give it to me. <laughs> you know, you know the way fish. After she has sucked out everything, the taste and all that, then all that's left is the work. <laughs> She's not used to you know grinding and doing it then swallow. No, no, no. Why is that? Why am I just? She would many times she would do that. Ah, so funny. <laughs> Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so when you say meat, say meat of the word. Uh-huh. So anybody who's not ready to walk, don't come to meat of the word. Meat of the word is a realm of complexity. Is a realm of complex, not physical, cerebral complexity. We're talking about spiritual complexity. Trying to lay hold of slippery things. Things that are spiritually slippery and elusive. There are things that a lot of times you might not even perceive them when they, are, when they start being, when the scripture is telling you about them, you don't even know they are there, you can't perceive them. They're not palpable. But you have to then wait, 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 wait. Keep looking, looking upon, looking upon. What are you doing is a, you know, that's a complex thing. The 
I mean, if you know that. All the, the operation of faith that, that can make a person. Because that, that attitude, say looking upon. You see, the attitude of looking upon, right, is, is, is a very powerful thing. It's actually looking upon. When you see a soul that is looking upon, they are doing a, a serious, terrible work in the spirit. As you're looking upon, what are you doing? You are drawing out something from a far invisible world. Your soul is pulling it. You are rolling it in. It's coming. You, you can't see it yet, but it's coming. The more you keep looking upon it, it's, come, it's, it's just joining from a far place. That's why you haven't seen it today. But when you, look in, when you keep looking upon, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. One day, you will see it. One day, you see that elusive spiritual thing that seems like it's not there. You're wasting your time. There will be one day to be more real to you than that chair. That it will be easier to say this chair is not here than to say that this thing is not there. Because it will be inside you, you are using it. Praise, are you seeing the purpose of the fate of the son? That's what Jesus was trying to explain to Paul in Acts chapter 26. So you will open the eyes of the blind, right? You turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they might receive forgiveness and then inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith which is in me. So they will, to receive inher- inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith. So you see, this faith is a tool for inheritance. It's the instrument to inherit. So it's a sign, let me tell you, a sign of a, a soul who is in the school of love is that they, they become, they are, they, a sign of a love soul is that you become, you become sensitive to natures. When I say natures, I mean you become sensitive to invisible properties of life. Invisible life properties. When you see a soul who has come into that level of complex living on the inside, they come to a place where everybody is happy and jovial, and they can see this thing is wrong. No, this thing is wrong. No, this should not be. This ought to be. They are judging from somewhere. There's a, there's a complexity they see that you cannot see. And everybody's happy. No, everything is fine. Life is going on unusual. In fact, this is the best time that has ever been upon the earth. We are all very happy. We've advanced so much. We've come so far. Wow. This is a time of great blessing. Everyone is now living. You know, God is raising people out of poverty. We are living in technological advancement and everything. Praise God. But when you, when you bring a soul who understands the complexity of the spiritual, they can come and, wow, there's so much decadence. There's so much debt. There's so much insecurity and all that. Praise God. The same man that you bring to a carnal person, see, and he comes, oh, you are not the person I've been looking for. We are going to do life together. In fact, I have a dream. And when I look into your eyeballs, I see the same dream which I had. 
He has to go to work together to fulfill it. And then the ladies, oh my God, he has come. He's the husband I'm waiting for. He speaks my language. He does everything. He can, are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Now, what does that guy have? He has natural complexity that bamboozles the natural mind, the carnal mind. Praise God. And inside him is dead to anything inward. And then so a carnal lady will be rejoicing at when that such a guy arrives. Hey, this is the speck. <laughs> this is the speck above all specks. You know that speck? Like all these, all these fellowship brothers. Yeah, not amen. <laughs> they, praise God. You know the way you can see fellowship brothers as these guys. They are, you, all of them. I can plot all their life in one page. I can write everything about them. There's nothing. There's nothing after listening to message, reading Bible. What else? Nothing to write home about. But then when you see a guy who has complexities, in other words, complexity of the world, right? When he's with you, when he's with you, you know that he's tangenting in different angles. Amen. He can rapture you into a conversation uh, <laughs> and talk about what's happening on the earth. You know this world is on that side of the world. There are things happening. Praise the Lord. He can take you to anywhere. All of those things. You know ladies like those kind of things. Eh? <laughs> Praise God. Ladies, ladies don't like um, ladies don't like being in the same place. If you are a guy and you say, okay, I just came to join you where you are so you can be here together and <laughs> wait for Jesus. <laughs> ladies don't like that. Ladies, take, take me away, man. Take me where you where are we where are we going to? I mean, ladies like guys who can take flight, you know? So if you're a guy, you don't have wings, you just come and just, you know, we don't like that. It's too boring. May God not make you be carnal. May God not allow you to be carnal. Because it's just that maybe that carnal lady is that she's not aware that there are journeys that... That there are more journeys inwardly that can be taken than journeys in the outward. So you see that, that nice guy that the, the carnal lady is celebrating. When you bring your spiritual woman, bring him to, he comes to a spiritual woman. What she begins to see, she can look beyond all these, all these things. And then she, she can begin to see the complexities in him that the enemy has, has taught You know the same guy that a woman can embrace and celebrate? Hey. One person can be running away from. Yes. Is what, is, what are you seeing? Yes. Some ladies cannot see be, be, be anything more than nice height, nice beard, hey. nice smile, hey. nice, say accent. Okay, okay, no accent now. There's another thing. There's another thing. Have you heard the word of the word diction before? Yeah. You know, some you know, you know ladies that have standard. They are in different levels. Yeah. 
There's some ladies you can go to. Your accent might be okay, but your diction, your diction. There's something about your diction. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know accent, you know you can. Praise God. You know, when you travel, you come here after a while, you know, accent can change. But diction. You know, that, that, yes, the way you're, and then it will still resolve at the end. There will be something hanging at the back of it that we can detect you. We know where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those things are idols for some ladies. Yeah. Some ladies, you see a beautiful soul that heaven has crafted is coming, but they can fail them because of addiction, because of packaging, because of whatever, and all of that. You don't have the complexity, sophistication, and all of that. No, 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 no. Look more on the look the way your, your father looks, the way he weighs, the way he judges. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So it's very clear. What I'm just going to paint to you is just this. Is just this. Is that? Is this is the this is a time for equipping? What they want to equip you for? They want to equip us for a love world. It's a love world, but. To make you fully understand that this love world is actually, is actually a world of knowing, complexity, not cerebral. I'm talking about spiritual. You must be willing to be able to resolve nature's judgment. You know, the realm of love is also the realm of judgment. Judgment is also judgment is dealing with complexity. I said, this, is a, this man is a judge. Oh, wow. He's a judge. He's not just a lawyer. He's a judge. What makes you... Everybody, all the, they all know the law, but this one is a judge. You know what? This one can balance the complexities in the law and produce a righteousness. You can tell you, out of all these things, I know this, it sounds as if this law is fighting against this one. They are contradicting each other. You have contradiction here. This statute, this statute, that. Now balance it with this precedent and the other precedent is all complex. How do we move forward? You need a judge. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So love is the realm of what? Judgment. It's souls who are... God, heaven needs beings who are meticulous in evaluation of life properties. They don't accept anything that comes to them. Anything that appears, no, 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 no. no. They have... In what capacity? Are you seeing that, that attitude of being meticulous in judgment? That's one of the, the biggest attributes of love. Who, who is a lover? A lover is a, is a being that can take time to judge. A soul that can take the time and he has the equipment to do what? To judge how? To judge accurately. To judge righteously. When such a soul arises, this soul is a, this is a person who can journey in the heights. When you get to love now, let's call that now, based on the equipment of love you have, there are now journeys to take. From love to love, to love, to love. Love. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Amen. So love conversation, it has a manner, right? So the, behold, the manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should what, be called what the sons of God. Let's just finish reading that, that chapter. How many of us are ready to be strong? Are you sure? You're ready? Are you ready to be strong? Mm. There'll be a time that we won't be carried away by all the, the, the lying vanities that the world has. It's not because you are trying to show that you are spiritual or no, uh, you know, we are above this thing. No, 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 it's not that. It's that when it's coming, you can see what is in it. You have things, you have judgment, you know things. You don't evaluate things based on their natural merit. You evaluate things based on their merit spiritually. That's the, that's the nature, that's the life of lovers. Praise God. First John chapter 3, we're reading it, right? It says, verse 1, it says, Behold what manner of love the, the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the, what? the sons of God. So what makes you able to be called a son? You know, of course, a son of God is, is an offspring of God. Is also a person who, who has undergone, depending on what level of his sonship, either has undergone or is undergoing the training of God. Do you agree with that? Yes, so the, the bestowing of the love of God or of God upon the sons of God is actually the bestowing of the complexity of his life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, that what makes you a son is that I, you can handle the complexity of his life. Otherwise, you are not his son. That's what makes one a son of God. Is that in, that, in your sonship of him, is that you, you, can, you can handle, you can understand, you can deal in the complexity of his word, of his life, which is the complexity of his judgment. Means that you are not blind to things that matter to him. That when he's talking, you're not in another world. That when he's, I say, Daddy, I understand that thing. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. I, I see. I see why. I see why that's a problem. I see why that's not. I see why that's not good. For the most part, on the earth, men are oblivious to what God is concerned about. We are having our parties. We are rejoicing. We are we are carried away with all kinds of things, and God is speaking from heaven. Look, you guys, you're on the verge of destruction. Do you know how close you are to the to destruction? Praise God. And we don't hear. We don't understand it. We, we can't even perceive those concerns. The heart, the soul of a lover is the is soul of a man that can pick the concerns of God. You can pick his concerns because you have the same instrument of judgment that he has. Praise God. Like Jesus had that same thing. And then God said, come. Thy throne, O God, is forever. Because you have loved righteousness and done what? Says, therefore, the, the world knoweth us not because it did what? Knew. Now, what is the meaning of this? He's not talking about. Now, when, when this love is bestowed upon you, is that you, of course, you move, 
Now, these people who are saying the world knows us not, they were not born this way. Like, let's say John, for example. When he was in the cradle, a baby, the world knoweth me not. Because I'm just a certain kind of being. So the world, no, no, no. They journeyed to this place. So there was a time the world knew them. Because there was no separation between his conversation and the conversion of the world. So when the conversion of the world and this conversion is the same, there's no difference. There's a knowledge, a knowing of each other. They knew their things. No separation. But when he now could now get to a point where he said, but the world knoweth us not. It means that he moved. What, what moved? How did he move? Can you tell me how did he move to a place where the world knew him not? It's increasing complexity. He began to live in a more spiritually complex domain that the world cannot calculate. He, he went, he was eclipsed. He, he moved beyond the visibility of the world. Do you believe that? Yes. The, it knows us not. Why? Because it knew him not. So the same, it means I came into the same property. So in the place, so it means that he, at this point, he had come into the place where Paul was speaking about you become known, we be known as, as I am known. To be known as I am known. We be, I will know, sorry. I will know. That is the realm of then in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Say then. then. Say now. now. And then there's now. And then there was what? There is then. There's now and then. Now it's before joining. Then is after John. Now it's before crossing over. Then is after crossing over. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so this realm of then after crossing over is a realm beyond what the world can detect. It's actually a realm beyond charity. Praise God. It's a realm beyond what? Because in charity conversation of 1 Corinthians 13, it, that was a now conversation, speaking about the then. So what will happen then, uh, okay, we have to close right now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, very, very quickly, by God's grace. How many of us are blessed at all? Are you sure? I'm sorry that this is just little biscuits. Eh? They are not too. But hope, hope they are helpful. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What verse is it? First Corinthians 13, verse 12. It says, verse 11. It says, "For when I was a child, I spoke as a child." Right. Amen. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then. Then, face to face, right? Now I know in part, but then I know even as I am known. So now, now this, this time of now, knowing in part, is also a realm of knowing. So charity is the realm of actually knowing in part. So when you see a full charity stature knows in part. Now, what he knows in part is not, is not Christ. When it comes to Christ, he knows in full. It's called the fullness of Christ. It's actually full. But 
A full Christ, before he crosses over, must know in part. Are you saying that? Must know what? In part. What does he know in part? Is the knowledge of, of the within knowledge. It's actually the knowledge of God. He knows the knowledge of God. So the knowledge of God in part is the knowledge that comes to the now. It's the beginning of the new and living way that, that must extend into the then. Amen. For now we see through the glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. Now what is the meaning of know as I am known? Before, I, was, I am known. When I'm now, that's why I use the word I am known. So when he says, then will I know as I am known. That word I am known means now. In the now, there's a way I am known. Known by who? Is known by everybody in the within. In other words, when they look out from that realm of the most holy, they know everything. There's a way they know. It's an extra. They know everything because they are at a higher level of complexity. They can see. It's like someone from university looking down to the curriculum of, of high school. He knows. <laughs> right? He knows what are, that thing that is so mighty, he knows it. Are you get what I'm saying? So God, like God, the way God can demystify anybody, that's why we are all naked before him, whom we have to do. We are all, all of us are just naked before him. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there will be a time when, you see the way that I am known. When I come then, I can know in that way. That's what he's trying to say. He's just talking about the complexity, the journey. It will take a leap. The moving into a realm of everlasting life is actually taking a leap into a higher comprehension of life. Now, a soul who hasn't made that journey cannot fully demystify the world. The world will still be veiled to a soul who has not what? Moved into the complexity of God's life. Only the complexity of God's life can demystify what? The world and also the prince of the world or the, the wisdom of the devil. Can you, see, can you see what I'm saying? So this 1 John 3 says, so verse chapter one, um, 1 John 3, it says that, Behold what manner of love the Father. So when this love is, has been bestowed, it imparts a different thing altogether. The love, like I said, come, is coming with this complexity. is to impart knowing. It's to impart capacity. You begin to know at a level. You see, this, this God's life that is far away, you can know it. You just need to move into this place. In other words, this, his love must be bestowed on you. Right? His love must be what? Bestowed. That word bestowed means, I said love is an installation of the complexity of a life. Once you inherit the complexity of his life, it's the, the knowledge. The knowledge of it. You also inherit what? The knowing of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because what? In so you get to a point where the world did not know it. But now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. That word appear doesn't yet manifest. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, or we shall see him as he is. 
and every man that had this hope in himself purified. Those who want to come here, who wants to come to this place that we are speaking from, they have to purify themselves. Even as what? Even as he is pure. They have to purify themselves. Even as he is pure. What is the instrument of purification? The word for, the word for purification is for justification. Why do they make you pure? Because you must have that purity. It's also a holiness without which no man can see God. That word pure, it's a blessed are the pure in heart for the word. They shall see God. So that purity without which no man can see God, the purpose of purity is for justification. And how do you get justified? Say, by, my, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. So is that not the impartation of this, this mystery of love, the love life? No, no, he said today, I've come, I've come. I've come to show you my love. I've come to teach you my love. What he's talking about is I've come to bring an impartation of the complexity of our love life. Who are those who are not tired yet? Who are not tired yet? Who are not encumbered by learning yet? Who are those who still feel that we can still take more? Amen. Amen. And we can still learn more. Okay, I don't just want to learn the principle. I want to begin to learn the application of it. Who are those? I remember when it was time to choose. Because they didn't force us to learn further mass. It's by choice. Praise God. And and it's a very beautiful thing because you don't really need it to get into university. I don't know if it's changed now. But it's those who have further appetite. So it's very clear that those who chose further math are lovers somewhere. That when they were, others were just learning math to pass, they, somewhere they, they fell in love with it. They fell in love with it. And they, they, fought, they furthered themselves. Into it. This is a time of furtherance. Those who want to move further. Do you want to go further? Do you want to go further? Can you see a realm further in God? Can you see it? Can you desire it? Can you desire more furtherance beyond what the every man, the place where men normally stop? Will you have desire to go further? To learn more, to be imparted with even more of the, the details, the knowledge, the complexity of his life and of his knowing.
wanna know. I wanna know. In love with you, let us fall more in love with you, let us fall more in love with you, oh, fall more in love, oh, let us fall more in love. Amen. Father, you've heard our cry this morning. We're just raising this quest today. We're just, we're just checking our heart and making decisions. That we are committed to this journey. Finding your loves. Exploring your loves. Knowing your love. Falling more and more and more in love with you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for decisions that are being made right now. Commitments that are being made right now. Thank you for covenants that are being drawn right now. Thank you, Father. It's not by will, nor by power. It's not by might, but by your spirit. All you desire is the willingness to take the sojourn with you to be students of your love. Thank you, Father. I pray for everyone that this word will, oh, Father, will be a vehicle of grace. That we will find grace to respond to this awesome, wonderful calling of yours. To come and love you. To come and learn you. To come and know you. To come and learn your love by learning your knowledge and your doctrine. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for this new season of knowing, of hearing, of seeing, of looking upon, and of handling. Father, I pray every soul, Lord, will be blessed at this time. No one will fall short. That, Father, we will begin to mark victories in the Spirit. Father, that our soul will begin to come into inheritances will begin to gain settlement of even the complexity of your life and all that you want to add. Behold what manner of love. What manner? May this manner of this love begin to shine through, begin to break through. May it begin to be bestowed even by revelation, by obedience, by walking. All that is required, Lord, for our feet to be firmly planted in this place. May you grant it to every one of us. 
Thank you, our Father. Oh, we give all the glory to your name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You will minister these things and you will continue to open it up. You will bring leading into the waters, even into the doctrine. You open the scripture. You will give us light. You will give us our trance. You will give us understanding. Thank you, our Lord. All the glory to your name. We bless your holy name, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine for You dwells between the cherubim shine for